Uh, how are you doing, Stevie? I'm good. Um, it's my day off. I actually have two days off this week. It's crazy. Oh, that's so cool. I'm happy for you. I'm um, excited. Just been, you know, it's, it's it's part of the season where I'm just hanging out with a bunch of fishermen. Hell yeah. Ugh, love and, that. And, and yacht captain. Love that. So, let's talk about One Piece. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about the One Piece live action. Um, episode six. Episode six. This one's called The Cook and the Chore Boy, or perhaps The Chef and the Chore Boy. This is something I should have known before saying it, but I didn't. <laughs> Man. So, we start off, we're back in the Baradier, uh, and mm-hmm. we have Chef Zaf and Chef Sanji are doing brunch prep together in a, like, very cute cooking montage, right? Supposedly, Patty mm-hmm. is sleeping off a hangover from events that I wish we had fucking seen. I I just think it would be funny. More Patty, yeah. honestly, because they gave that actor a very complex costume for how few lines he has. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I mean, I, it's a reference to the original anime and manga where... Patty was, and he was described like this by a like gay anime TikToker. Said he was like the gayest character in One Piece, but in the live action, he doesn't even make the fucking list of gayest characters. It's true. <laughs> you know, like he actually was probably like the gayest character in the part that they cover in season one of the live action. Mm-hmm. But uh, he does not hold a candle to any of the marines honestly or zoro <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah so he was apparently partying hard which we didn't see so there's a cute little cooking montage because sanji has to fill in for him and he has like this quip about oregano being for savages which first of all that is anti-italian sentiment Yes, I, I was I was going to um before you said that uh, I was planning to do the uh the uh Sopranos to anti Italian discrimination. Italian discrimination I can't do the accent. <laughs> it's anti Italian discrimination. Is it yeah, it is anti Italian discrimination. Also, how brave of this show to not only have a British cook, but a British cook that advocates against seasoning the food <laughs> well no not against seasoning the food because his you know his uh his tuna dish he made last episode you know had had plenty good. of you know looked really good and had plenty of you know aromatics and you know soy yeah. sauce reduction like the, he's getting them flavors in there he just really you know he's anti-italian he's person. anti-italian man i Man, I hope uh <laughs> I hope this show goes long enough that we get to Water Seven so I could bring this joke back. Because that's the Italian part. <laughs> that's what one because I Italian. Um mm. uh, Luffy, meanwhile, back on the ship. Oh wait, did I just like skip over the part? Okay, so they save Zoro. Yes. Back on the ship. Zoro mm. they have to they have to bust in to the restaurant and they try to do like oh is there a doctor in here but no it's just Zeph 
But Zap saves Zoro. Um, I, I wonder if the fish the fish skin thing is real because you know, I could have looked this up. I didn't. I'm gonna I didn't look it up. I should have looked it up because um, you know I'm like if I fall on a boat or something, you know. Yeah, ask one of your fisherman friends. Right. Um, yeah. If the fish skin thing is real, report back. <laughs> Send me yeah. a voice note, and I'll edit it into this part of the podcast. Great. I'll investigate. Um. But yeah, they save Zoro. And meanwhile, Luffy is kind of realizing how little he actually knows about Zoro, which I thought was a really interesting character moment. You know? Because mm-hmm. he doesn't know what Zoro's sword is called. He just knows it has a name. He says that Zoro's mm-hmm. favorite food is rice balls because that is the one food we have seen him associated with from episode one. Right, yeah. I mean, the beer thing's real, though. That, that, uh, that was, you know, that was an accurate observation. But yeah, yeah. It's just because he doesn't really eat. Zoro uh, displays some some disordered eating. Zoro, oh uh, yeah, Zoro is like <laughs> Zoro has uh, like a gym bro attitude towards eating. Not Let's even because like gym bros eat disorderedly. <laughs> gym bros eat very disorderedly. Yeah, but Zoro, they all every gym bro, every gym bro has an eating disorder if they're like actually, oh um, for sure, and yeah. like serious no, about the amount, it. the amount of calorie counting and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but this was uh, actually had to leave a couple episodes ago. But uh, my theory is that in the middle of the series, Zoro gets juiced. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like halfway through, like halfway through the manga, Zoro, Zoro starts juicing. So, right, you know, right. before you get to the juicing stage of your, like, gym bro exercise addiction, you're definitely at the eating disorder stage, which is where Zoro's at, at when we meet him at the start of the show. <laughs> He's still disordered. Um, alcoholic. Yeah, and an alcoholic. You know, two things. I'll tell you what. Eating disorders and addiction go together like peanut butter and fucking jelly. They... Yeah. Constantly, you no. see those two together. Oh, 100%. Uh, and then we get the Sanji backstory that takes up like a, a really decent chunk of this episode is the Sanji backstory. Uh, first of all, there are fucking no child labor laws in One Piece universe because no. the first thing you see, he is a child at fucking work. Mm-hmm. Which he's I like mean, nine years old or 10 years old. Yeah. Yeah, he would be, um, unless they aged his character up a little bit, which would also be fine, but, but put him at most 12, right? Right, yeah. He 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 is not, he, puberty may have just begun for him, but he's not a, he is not, not that, no, he is not getting a work permit where this 2023, you know? No. That is child labor. Zeph comes in to raid the ship. He's got this seasoning belt on, like a like an ammo belt, but for seasoning. And that's one of the sickest things I've ever seen in my life, and I need one. Yeah. Need no, when when we eventually take to the sea. When we oh, it. when we take to the sea, I am they call me Katu, no such thing as over seasoning king. So mm. you know I gotta keep that shit on me. So I'm not eating nasty as hardtack and nothing else. Zeph is so real for that. I mean, honestly, next next year, next year when you do your um your 
annual to biannual uh, Montauk trip. We'll, we'll we'll go on some boats. We'll take to the sea. We'll I have, I, we you should. Know, I, I have some people who are, who are mad that I went on one friend's boat, not their boat. Damn. As yeah. if like that is if you're not allowed to go on a second boat if you already went on one? Is that how it well, works? No, they're, just, they're, they're just like, you know, that was the first boat you went on in Montauk. It should have been I should have been the first one to take you. No, uh, I should have been the first one to take you. Because I'm like, if you're only allowed to get on one boat, I'm going to save myself for the going merry. <laughs> right, yeah. No, I mean, but yes, point is, we'll, we'll, we'll you know. I'm we'll actually talk. saving, honestly, if I was to only ride one boat, I wouldn't even want to get on the fucking going merry. Baratier all day, baby. You know? She be eaten. Mm-hmm. She be eaten. Um, so what do you think of Sanji's backstory? Um... You know, Zeph, you know, he's not uh, he's not a stepfather, but he is the father that stepped up. He is the father that stepped I love Zeph. I and yeah. I love the I love live action Zeph. I think the actor mm-hmm. was great. The the word around town is that um they were having a hard time casting that role and mm-hmm. him and Taz had worked together in something before. So he's like, Hey, what about what about this guy whose name's his name's Craig something? Craig right. Taz is like, hey, what about Craig? He would be great for the role, and then somehow he is the ideal person for the role. Yeah, <laughs> in terms I, of I like, have no idea what he's like in other media, but like, I don't think you he's know, been in much. He's else. like, what that would be? Yeah, if I didn't imagine what it would be in other or, media, I can't imagine. To be more specific, different. I think he's like a like a lifelong working character actor, but I don't think he's been mm-hmm. in anything that we could go stream right now. You know, right. to my knowledge. Craig Fairbase or something like that? I don't know. I should... Uh, I'm a little spotty on the research today, as you can tell. Um, yeah, usually you, all of this stuff... I know. Ready, well, usually I, like, I do look I this like it's shit probably up. Been, it's probably been like a weird weekend or crazy weekend. I don't know. I've, I've been drunk a lot. Um, you know, I don't think the weekend was that crazy. I went to a, I went to a Comic-Con party with Robbie. Um, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm going to plug the pod at this party. I did not I did not one time bring up the pod. There were three oh, One Piece cosplayers there, and I didn't have the heart to be like, "Hey, she loves my podcast." Yeah. Oh man, he looks just like. Uh, yes, he is, he is ideal casting. He is ideal casting. It is truly insane. It really doesn't get more spot on than that. He looks he looks more like his character than any of the Bane crew members do, if we're being honest. Yeah. Oh man, this um this this uh this girl uh that I um met uh at my friend's bar like in the off season last year, um, you know, out in the city, um dressed as buggy for uh for Comic Con. Wait. Give me this girl's number. I, I, I need her. I need her. <laughs> Wait, let me let me see. Let me see the Stoner story. Give me this number. Um. Ugh. The comic book party was fun though. The, you know who was there? I don't know if you've ever seen him online, but the guy that's like the real life Peter Griffin. Yeah. He was like the celebrity guest at this party, and he was kind of like. He was not very humble about what his job was does that make sense like he was yeah. like which is like okay i'm sorry why why would you be why would you be acting high and mighty when you are the 
Peter, the best Peter Griffin impersonator, right? That's mm-hmm. crazy. Also, I'll tell you what, I really don't go clubbing much anymore. I don't go out, but I have never, I have stepped on a floor. Sorry, I have not stepped on a floor as sticky as that goddamn Comic-Con party floor in years. It was like walking through fucking molasses. It was the stickiest floor. Maybe it's because everyone else there doesn't go out that much either, so they don't know how to fucking act. And they're just, like, throwing drinks around everywhere? Like, I don't know what was up with that. But other than that, it was very fun. Um... I didn't actually go to Comic-Con. I just went to this party. In, in case any listeners are wondering. Uh, but, 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 but. Yeah, you know, the... So here's a fun fact about the anime and the manga. So in the manga, the story goes kind of how it goes in the live action where Zeph eats his own leg. And then mm-hmm. in the anime adaptation, they thought that was too dark. So they had it Zeph... Is dark. It is extremely dark. Also, you can't do that in real life you you would die you would that you can't save yourself by eating your own leg in a survival situation in real life no no no. especially for for that long like you only have so much leg and no refrigerator you know being stranded on versace uh versace medusa head island um, versace head island yeah you know that is the shape of that island it is shaped like not just any Medusa, but specifically the Versace logo it's, Medusa. It's because Sanji loves to slay. He loves a little slay moment. He wants to slay even as a nine-year-old that's abandoned uh, in one of the most horrifying situations I could even possibly imagine. Right. Okay, so, but they thought, I think the implication in the live action, and this was not clear in the manga, but I think the implication in the live action is that he's cutting off like little bits of it to eat at a time. Right. I mean, I figured probably something like that, but um, there's not really a way to make it make sense. I don't think it has to, right? Yeah, because, no, because this, this is a TV show this based is, on a comic this is a, a, this is a silly show. But in the anime, they thought that was too dark, so they have Zeph lose his leg in the initial boat crash. Mm. And he just sits and starves, I guess. Um, but they live, they live, they make it out and they open the restaurant with all their stolen golds. So that's good, I guess. You know, okay, here's the thing I did not like is that they had to put such a button on it that Zeph losing his leg is similar to Shanks losing his arm, mm-hmm. you know? Like, and that Sanji had to point that out to Luffy. And Luffy was like, oh, I actually do know what that's like. Because we don't need that. As audiences, right. I think we could put that shit together. Right. Um, and I think in general, the One Piece live action does a really good job of, like, respecting its audience. And yeah, respecting yeah, their, like, general intelligence level. Um, which I cannot say about all media these days. Mm-hmm. But that one line felt a little off to me. It was a little eh, putting a hat on a hat, you know what I mean? Meanwhile, Nami's, yeah. in her, Nami's in her pirate head era wearing a little Jimmy Buffett ass little long <laughs> tweed print shirt. Mm-hmm. 
Look, oh, the, you know, this was, the, you know, this is for, this is for our guest who's not here. And then also the audience a little bit, but there's a, she, Nami reads, uh, the Zoro, uh, Nolan, the liar, which is a thing from the manga. It is a okay. reference to a, another arc, which they hopefully, which they hopefully skip in the live action, but it, uh, was cute that they included it. Love, love the little lore drop. Little Nolan so, the liar. So in, in, the, in, the, so in the in the manga, it's, it's like a thing that happens rather than like a book. So no, it's a book in the manga, and in the manga there is a um, there's a uh, an arc that is kind of related to the Nolan the liar story mm. and the city of gold and um, El Dorado, yeah. yeah, yeah, and what happened to him and what what went on. But it is it's pretty like that arc is not beloved by everyone. It's actually pretty divisive. I think mm-hmm. I'm the only person that's neutral about it because I don't really care about it. But it's the it's the Skypea arc where they go to Sky Islands. And I mm-hmm. think they should cut it because it's a very self-contained story. I think that you could take it out without ruining the rest of the narrative. Partially, I think they should just to save time. And secondly, they're spending a lot of money on this show. They are not spending James Cameron money on this show. The Sky Islands are not going to look good. Right. They're not going to look good. Unless, unless, unless they they get James Cameron involved. Just have them do a season, right? Just have them do like a season or a movie of that that arc. Can you Um, imagine James Cameron directing this? It would actually be so good. It would be yeah. so and good. He already knows the way of water. He, he doesn't even knows- have to learn it. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine what the fishman would look like if James Cameron directed it? Oh my god. Like I'm not I mean, I don't know if we should get to that now, but like the fishman look kind of goofy. Yeah, well, especially like Arlong's crew. Yeah. Like the host, and I think you mentioned this last week. Yeah, the host, the host which is looks like this- a lot better than than Arlong's right, crew. and the host is like a minor character that does not appear. Uh, he's not in the manga, or if he was, mm-hmm. I forgot about him. And yeah. he's like got a couple lines. Yeah, and but he's got um, much he, better. He looks, he looks a lot better, and um, I think the reason for that is maybe it's because they weren't trying to recreate a character from the manga, so right. they were just having they were just like adding it a fishman. So they mm-hmm. had a bit more free reign on what the fishman looks like. The crazy, okay, the craziest thing is that Arlong's design is exactly like it is in the manga, except, and I went back and I checked this. I did do my research on this. They gave the Arlong in the live action yeah. two chains. They gave him two, two chains. chains. <laughs> he said it's two chains era. Mm-hmm. Which is like, like okay, I get why they did it, but it's it's a very funny that that's the only thing they changed about the design to me. Um, yeah. Oh, actually, it was time to talk about uh, the fishman right when we did because right after my Nolan the liar note is that I kind of fuck with the fishman entrance. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of fuck with it. It's yeah, it's one of the better music cues. It's a pretty yeah. cool way to introduce them. It, it it really got me going the same way that like 
Mihawk last episode slicing that bullet in half. I was like, ah, so sick. Ah, they're just swimming in the water, which I don't think is. Now, you you know, if you, uh, if you get on, uh, any social media that has a lot of teenage presence, Mm -hmm. there's going to be a lot of discourse about, uh, how Arlong, uh, is kind of coded in a, a, a very black, black stereotype kind of way. Correct. And like his the, not the, the, tra- the, tra- the trap music, uh, the trap yeah. music intro. The chains the, that they the, the chains that they added. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've seen anything for the two episodes that are after this, but they make that yeah. much more explicit in the two episodes. Oh good. This. It's and this is something that uh Again, much like Zoro and Kuita being cousins, it's something that's in the manga, but not for a while. And I don't think that when um, that when Oda introduced the fishman, he was going to be like, oh, and they're also going to be like an allegory for black people. And they're going to be an allegory for racism. And people are going to be racist against the fishman. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I it, don't it, think it, that was his intention. You when... probably started off being like, hey, what if there was some fishmen? Right. And then, you know, as time passes. And it's also like world building. Because I don't think the kid, like, I think they get into it more when um, the crew goes to, like, the crew goes to Fishman Island. There are more Fishman characters. This is a very far off spoiler, but a Fishman joins the crew eventually. Oh. So... They get into the Fishman lore in a very real way, but I don't think that the Fishman lore was uh, present at this time, this early in the story, right? Because right. they pro- they don't go to Fishman Island for like 10 years, at least after the start of the manga. So, I looked up Sanji, said, like, he was introduced in like volume 56 or something? Sanji? Like- no, no. Sanji's introduced in the manga, where right where he's introduced in the show. Yeah, but, I'm saying like, like how many volumes in is that? Because oh, you know, five I know this or a lot six, five okay. or six. Maybe I read this strong. Hold on, let me, yeah. let me just. Yeah, I don't know what you think. What you might be getting is, and I think this might be a little early for it. They give Sanji Cha- a chapter, chapter forty, chapter. Okay, not, yeah, not that makes volume. sense. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. So yeah, so because one chapter comes out a week, he was introduced less than a year after the manga started, yeah. which makes perfect sense. That that makes that makes a lot more sense. I was like, God damn. Have I told you that his character design was based off of Steve Buscemi and Reservoir Dogs? No, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, Although, you know. In live action, there's there's some some differences there, right? Because people asked if he was if his character design was based off of because um, they thought he looked like. Because <laughs> they probably will be bleeping in the final edit of this, but people thought he looked like. And then the author was like, "Nope, he was actually based on Steve Buscemi, which rocks. So cool! What great taste!" Yeah. Excellent take. Which is funny because the actor that plays Saji in the live action could not look less like Steve Buscemi. Technically could. Sure. You know, I feel like, like if you if you 
if he, if he looked like Usopp, that's less like Steve Buscemi. True. Uh, if he was, if he wasn't like a, and you know, Steve Buscemi's bug eyes are kind of like a Lebanese trait. If we're being completely for real, and mm-hmm. Saji actor, I, I'm gonna say this every single episode now. He's half Lebanese, baby. He's one. Yeah. one he's one of us. One of us. A half Lebanese. <laughs> I think one interesting thing about live action adaptation is. It's interesting. I don't know if I like how ham-handed it is that the they're like, hey, let, the fishmen are a metaphor for Black people. I don't necessarily if, know if I like how ham-handed it is, but I do like that they get that right away, you know? Mm-hmm. Because when you meet the fishmen in the manga, it's like they're villains and then later you realize, oh no, they're actually they've actually been horribly oppressed within the world of One Piece. Right. So maybe it is better to like for world building reasons. Same thing with Garp. Like I think it's a good choice to have Garp be kind of a co- constant presence. Um mm-hmm. so we kind of know a little bit more about why Luffy is the way he is. But the fishman introduction was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> the little trap music, and then they come out of the water. They just like somehow fly out of the water. Ugh, so sick. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. though Arlong does be looking a little goofy. Like that's that's a, it's a very like Bollywood action intro. Our Bollywood. Like, like yeah. if you've ever seen Dune Two. I like Bollywood but, movies, so that's why I like this. Yeah, but like in in, in Dune Two. One of the characters is introduced by like, like the cool character, like the cool guy character. No, the goofy character I think rides out of yeah, right. Like jumps out of the woods on a motorcycle and lands on this boat. And then when he starts screwing up, you know, this undercover drug bust or whatever, uh, because he's you know the goofy guy, mm-hmm. the serious you know guy in this buddy cop situation comes out from under the water on a jet ski and it flies in the air and lands Fuck, yes. the deck of the boat. And it's very... That's very Arlong coded. Very similar. That's yeah. very Arlong coded. Or I guess that came out first. So Arlong is very guy with a jet ski <laughs> coded. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, he doesn't need the jet ski, you know. Yeah. What, there's a little... he, he's more of a street shark. There's a lot of chest in this episode. We got, like, yeah. Luffy's wearing a shirt open most of the time and... Just a note that I made that was not creepy that I noticed this is he still has scars from his fight with Kuro. That's kind of cool. Mm. That's a cool little thing that they included. And then, you know, I I actually did really like that. I hope they keep that through the rest of the series. I don't know right. if they do. but And it's also, like, very true to the manga. Because in the manga, mm. a character will get a scar in, like, a random, even very minor battle they will have mm. that for the rest of the manga. Mm. Zoro is going to have, and now obviously Zoro's battle with Mihawk is a very important battle. It is not a minor battle, but like he has a massive scar from the Mihawk battle for the rest of the manga. One of his yeah. defining character traits, I guess. Yeah, um, he's going to have several scars. Like, but guess who's back? With the Arlong Pirates, Buggy the Clown is Buggy back. Buggy D Clown. Buggy D Clown. Oh yeah, and check check your check your check your Instagram DMs. I sent you uh, oh, uh, screenshots yeah. of, of. This is good. I'm gonna open yeah. my Instagram DMs, and this is when I'm gonna find out that uh, the guest had to cancel. No, he just didn't reply to me. Oh, cool. No, your friend rocks. 
Hell yeah. I, I like in a normal way that these photos are kind of thirst trappy. Yeah, yeah, in a totally normal way. She gets <laughs> you it. looking respectfully. I am looking extremely <laughs> respectfully. I am looking extremely respectfully at your friend's buggy thirst trap photos. To be honest, she could not she could have been a lot thirstier. And she kept oh, it classy. Sure. She kept it classy and, and respectful. Not that I don't approve of thirst traps. I do. No, we're 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 pro thirst trap what? on this podcast. We're a horny podcast over here. All right. We think That's that cool. you should be as slutty as you want to be when you cosplay Buggy D Clown. And I also think you should just DM the photo straight to me. <laughs> <laughs> Buggy's back. He's or just his head is back, actually. Turns out he's been spying the whole time. And also, Zeph has a gun. That's my next mm-hmm. comment. Is that Zeph is strapped up. So happy to see Buggy back. Even though, like his quips do get a little a little marvely for my taste. But mm-hmm. he I mean, he's he sells it so well. And also, and also, you can kind of tell that the way this was filmed was with the actor's head just like sticking through a hole in the table. Yes, 100%. and I, I find that so charming. Other people might hate it, but I find it very charming. All of the perks. No, I, I like the dedication to practical effects. Yeah, as much as, uh, as much as makes sense. Yeah, they could have got a little more CGI on the fishman. Which sucks because yeah. I because I want I am like such a practical effects fan and I really want them to look good, but they just look a little off to me. Yeah, I think they should you know they should maybe be blended like, like yeah the, uh, like the newer Star Wars movies you know say what you will about them they did a great job in those of blending like real costumes and CG. Yeah, but. <laughs> Then we get the big Nami reveal mm-hmm. that I think I spoiled. I'm, did I spoil this for you? I don't think you did. Oh, good. Oh, man. It was really hard for me not to. You know I love a spoiler. You know I love mm-hmm. a spoiler. But we yeah. get the big Nami reveal. Well, she one, is one, one, one day we'll have fans and then they'll, they'll go, well, actually, Katu said it and you just missed it or yeah. whatever. Well, that's fine. If you missed it, that doesn't count as a spoiler. And I also right. know I, I know I said something about it in the reply to a comment on a TikTok that I made promoting this co- podcast, which it would actually be weird if you read that. So whatever. Housekeeping note. If I spoiled the Arlong twist for Stevie, don't fucking tell me. <laughs> Don't, don't DM me about that. <laughs> Only DM me if you are actually um in in episode three at uh, uh six minutes and forty nine seconds in. No, yeah. we don't care. Don't do it. Okay. Get out. Get out. Get out of here. Only slide into my DMs if you are cosplaying Buggy D Clown. Only slide into my DMs in that case, or. If you are uh, any of the cast and crew of One Pod uh, and you want to be on the podcast. <laughs> Sorry, the cast and crew of One Piece. We're One Pod. The cast and crew of One Pod is us. We don't even have a guest this week. We're raw dogging it, baby. We're yeah, taking it back to the roots. Absolutely. Specifically, episode one, which was also probably our weakest episode. But that had less to do with us and more to do with the weather. So, yeah, it is. It is very much not ninety-five degrees right now. That is. That's the yeah. 
that's the podcast lore is that the first episode sucks because it was really hot but we find out nami's big secret she's been working for the island pirates the whole time she's got the tattoo and everything she is that explains why she's uh never been sleeveless until now something that you would not have thought of right Something, something you wouldn't have thought of. Something that I wouldn't have thought of. Well, I, I didn't actually notice. I was like, not yeah, sleeveless. But I was like, and she wore a lot of layers for what seems to be yeah. very warm. Right. She is. She do. Like, everyone everyone else is, is like wearing tank tops or t shirts, and she's like got layers on. Oh yeah, and always. When she was like trying, I think it was very obvious when she was trying on the dresses at Kaya's mansion, and then she would try on a dress, and it would have the like, and then put like a fugly ass jacket over it. Mm-hmm. I know because I'm a manga reader that she has to cover her tattoo, but mm-hmm. it's a fun reveal. It's a fun reveal. And, but it, she it, kinda... did, it, did, it did surprise me that she that she told him to throw Luffy in the water though. See, I, mean, I liked it. I thought it was like because somebody could come grab him out of the water, and Arlong did. Yeah. Oh yeah. And guess and that whole thing. I'm sorry, it was giving telenovela. <laughs> Sanji saving Luffy. It was so telenovela. A lot of a lot of people online have been like, "Why the fuck did Sanji get shirtless for that?" But honestly, he didn't get a shirt wet. I he's I, a line cook. Look, I cannot imagine things. I cannot imagine many things worse than swimming in a tie. Right. A tie. In a tie. And also, you know, when you're saving a drowning person, they will instinctively try to pull you down if they're conscious. He doesn't know Luffy's, like, pretty much dead already. Yeah. Uh, almost. And also, he's he's a lion cook, right? Yeah. He's not, yeah. They're not tipping out back of house at Baratier, all right? He's <laughs> not making the money that, that the front of house is making. Yeah. Right? Like, although he helped, he's a founding member of the restaurant team. See, he's I not thought, a partner. He's, there's I, a profit sharing agreement with Zeph. Probably uh, not. He's he was probably doing child labor for Zeph. Right. So so you know, he's not, he's not, he's, not but... he's not going from Versace Island to Versace store and buying a no. new shirt. No, and you know that man has expensive tastes. Oh, so, absolutely. So, so you know his dry clean only shirt and this silk tie into yeah. the seawater. Absolutely. Absolutely. Also, see, I thought you were going somewhere else with this. I thought you were going to say he's a line cook, which means he's slutty, which means he's going to take off his shirt just to do it. That he's, is also a fair He's got to be like, hey, Nami, I'm saving your friend. Also, I'm jacked. Right. Like, hey, Nami, were you, were you, did you look you, back as you were sailing watching? away? Yeah. And see me? Yeah. Just yeah. like, did you see me? Yeah. Did you see me like save your buddy? That I winked. This is an audio medium, but I winked. Just, just let it be known for the record. <laughs> I know. I liked cover. that scene. I, it, even though it was a little like melodramatic telenovela, because like Saji steps it out of fucking nowhere, shredded. He is shredded, mm-hmm. and he just jumps yeah. in the water. But speaking of Sanji, do you want to take a break and then we come back and we do Taz tweets? Yeah. Let's do that. You are now listening to Taz Tweets. Welcome back. We're so back. I should be able to share my screen this time. I changed my privacy settings. Cool. So now, 
uh we can do most important part of this podcast test tweets yeah. where you can actually see the tweets which i think mm-hmm. so welcome to Taz tweets oh we're back with some Taz tweets baby i don't know stevie if you keep up with like the dumb celebrity bullshit that i do but <laughs> recently no. or today millie bobby brown revealed that she became a feminist after a psychic told her she was and the best response to that on twitter was this girl who said laugh all you want uh but this is a more chic and grand way than I learned I was a feminist by reading a bunch of posts on Tumblr, which I am now realizing is the wrong screenshot. Yes. I meant to include a screenshot where somebody says that Millie Bobby Brown has actor braid and you have to respect actor braid if you want them to do a good job. And the reason I was going to put it there is because we're about to cover the tweets of somebody who, who has serious actor brain. Yes. Serious actor brain. Which is the one, the only, the half Lebanese uh, Taz Skyler who plays Sanji. Yes. So let's 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 look at what he's tweeting. Ooh. Uh, shit, I'm still okay. Uh, this is he just says Shukran Habibi, which I think was him trying to like be hot in Arabic. That <laughs> translates to like thanks, baby, and. I respect the hustle. I respect. I actually, yeah, I respect the hustle. Inshallah, this got him laid. All right, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I honestly, I don't think, I don't think he has much problem. Like, I, I do. Oh, of course not. No, I, I do. I do see him as somebody who who probably uh, goofs a lot, makes a lot of yeah. errors. You know, <laughs> you see him who, as a who, big fumbler. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely in my fumble era right now. Um, I mean, that's that's Sanji. That's not Taz. Yeah. In, Who in knows? Terms, in terms of, in terms of uh, hooking up, I'm 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 more uh, Washington Wizards Michael Jordan than Chicago Bulls Michael Jordan. Would uh, you say? Would you say that you're more Sanji or Taz? <laughs> more because I think because Sanji fumbles constantly. Are you in your Sanji era? I mean, I am trying to start a restaurant, so. All right. I, I do wear a lot of rings. So, That's, you know. You're kind of in your Sanji era. He's just like me for real. I'm, you're, you're in your Sanji era. I'm, uh, I think I'm forever in my Usopp era, if we're being honest. <laughs> he also just says, honey on bananas. Speaking of restaurants. Yeah. Honey on, that's a that's a thing you could tweet, I guess. <laughs> this one is a little bit more of an idea and it's also a thing that you are allowed to tweet he says fly close to the sun not through fly close to the sun not through it as close as humanly possible without getting irreparably burnt that's where the gold is i don't think that's how that story goes Taz. (laughs) i don't think that's how the story goes no, I don't the, think that's what happens. Yeah, Icarus didn't fly into the sun. No, he flew close to it. Yeah, it it did not end well. Here's one that I just personally like. It says, "Send the energy you would want someone to receive, not the energy you think they'll want. If it doesn't work, then you're sending energy to the wrong person." This does sound like something he wrote after fumbling. 
Yeah. Oh, 100%. And it's 5, 10 in the morning? Yeah. Oh, well, he's uh, British. So this is 5, 10 in the morning, Eastern Standard Time. We don't know. Well, but it's where where is he located? Right? London, I think. All right. So, yeah, if he's currently in London, then I guess that that's uh, that's more like. Uh, oh no! I truly, I have that, no that's, fucking that's more clue. Like midnight, but like, if he was, if he's in New York or like L.A., yeah. which he could be, you know, working on American acting projects. Uh, if I wanted to be, oh, he's yeah. not working right now because it's a strike. No, sorry, he like, actually is working right now. He's doing like some indie film that that got dispensation from the union. Okay. Uh, this was just announced like two days ago. So do you know where it's filming? I wonder if it was the thing that was filming in Montauk. Is he here? <laughs> I'm okay. I am going to look this up after the because because there there was an indie film filming here like two weeks ago. Daisy Ridley's in it with him, or is involved in it somehow. Well, like we we never saw who was in it, and nobody working on it would tell us anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it did look like a. A production with um they had multiple like big trailers oh, okay a, like five food truck uh crafty area so like you know they possible there aren't that many things filming right now so like that raises the chances how funny would it be if, if you i if i unknowingly witnessed the fumble that led to this tweet on the 17th september i i was out that night for sure if you witness this fumble, I think this is after we started doing the pod. So, like, if you witness this fumble, well, although you wouldn't have met this guy yet. I don't know. Right. I would have loved it if you witnessed the fumble that led to this. <laughs> but here's the reason I like this tweet because it's essentially Tez uh, to me because, let's be honest, I'm not doing that much fumbling because I'm not doing that much trying to get laid, if we're being for real. Right. Um, I, I think my fumble issue is that um, is that I'm sometimes trying, and that has historically never worked for me. What works for me is just not doing anything. That's what I do because I'm a girl, right? Although and I do sometimes try because well, sometimes you have to try, right? It's not, because no... I also I also hit on girls, and that's what you know. Yeah. Someone's um, got to do it, you know. So September seventeenth at five ten in the morning. <laughs> if, if he was on the East Coast, he would have been out on the night of Saturday the 16th, which is a, definitely a night where okay. if he was out, there would be people. Okay. So, so I love this. I love this uh, Taz Skyler fanfic we're writing on the pod. Right. Yeah. Just that, that I forest gumped my way through this, through the creation of this tweet. Um, like, because there? I mean, the thing is, it, that would be the funniest possibility. It is, would be the funniest that, like, possibility. Is that I was there. Um, that being said, I like it because to me, it's like, be a hater. Don't send someone the energy they want. Send them the energy that you want them to have. Which for me, big hater energy. <laughs> I'm being a hater. But I think we're on the last one. Wait, is this the last one? Because I swear to God. If I didn't, if I forgot to include this, there's a tweet that he wrote where he says nine is the biggest number. <laughs> I mean, I think I forgot to put it in the slideshow because I'm a excellent fucking podcaster, but it's right here. Nine is the biggest number. That, that was a direct quote. Yep. Direct, direct. Look, look again. You have to believe it to see it. You know, here's some of the ones we, uh, here's some of the ones we covered last week. <laughs> <laughs> 
Dude, I. Oh like, my god! What a I, beautiful! What a if, beautiful! If, if, if he hear, if he hears this, he's gonna feel like we're making fun of. I want to be his friend. I want to be his friend too. That's yes. why I need to make it very Taz, clear. Come on the pod Taz and Tyler. be friends with us. If you were in Montauk before, come to Montauk. <laughs> Not right now because it's it's the off season. It's dead. But next year, come on the pod. You you don't even have to promote One Piece. Promote the thing that you're allowed to be filming promoting right now. Also. <laughs> I mean, like, it is such an insane case of actor brain. He does, I'm sure that this comes off as very mean, but it does come from a place of love. Like, yeah. we are also, awesome. you and I are, oh, he's so cool. You you and I are also heinous tweeters, so. Yeah, yeah. I, I, need, I, need, to, I need to be on Twitter less. Um, he should, look, if, if he feels like this is bad, uh, he's welcome to make fun of our tweets on the pod. Oh, yeah. It's easy to do. It's really easy to do. I, tweeted like two egregious misspellings today i've been i've been mostly off twitter today with everything going on in the world there's just too many dumb people saying dumb shit yeah and i i keep i keep like viral viral but i have posts like kind of semi blowing up because of me just saying mean things to people i Uh, I made a I did a post about how um every woman with an Arabic first name and then like an English last name, like a Fatima Johnson or perhaps a Katu King, mm-hmm. um, is one of two kinds of people. Uh, she's either like a first or second gen immigrant who's incredibly successful, has a master's degree and is married to a white guy, or she's in the arts, probably the performing arts, and it's just like a general girl fail and has a white dad. And I made that post and then I forgot about approximately one third of the black women in Philadelphia also have that exact naming convention. Oh, yeah, true. And New York. (laughs) And New York, yeah. But I was really just thinking about like myself. Right. Because the original like version of that tweet was like, yeah, you meet a woman named Fatima Johnson and you have to be like, hey, are you like an MBA Fatima Johnson or like uh, got kicked out of an improv troupe Fatima Johnson? But you, but that doesn't work because you can always tell by looking at them. <laughs> yeah. You know, That's like, true. I don't think anybody who's listening to this podcast has a question what kind of Katu King I am. I mean, if you took a, you took a screenshot right now. I'm the like, one with the your, 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 your outfit and glasses combo is very NBA coded, but like. Absolutely uh, not. Because if you're, if you're like a, if you're like a super successful type A MBA type, uh, mm-hmm. Arab lady, you are not walking around zero makeup with this fucking rat's nest on your head. I'll tell you what. You don't have a broken nail. Maybe not an MBA, but a master's of some kind. Like Yeah. If, if you're like a if you're maybe a more STEM oriented mm-hmm. uh overachieving Arab woman, then you might eschew the glamour and look a little bit more like me. Except like again, if you're like first or second gen Arab your aunts and cousins are going to give you so much more shit about um, your looks than if you are uh, half white like myself, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I am sometimes glad to be half white because uh, it means I didn't have to start waxing at age 10. Huh. You know? Because mm-hmm. Arab women are all about that hair removal shit. They take it very seriously. Mm-hmm. But because fucking i live with my white ass dad i didn't have that problem and then i have nothing to say about men with arab first names and white last names because literally the only one i could possibly think of 
is uh Tarek Skyler, aka Taz Skyler. <laughs> <laughs> friend of the pod. <laughs> Tarek Skyler, parasocial friend of the pod. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. It's uh, very, very he, unilateral he, friendship. He would be a good friend of the pod though, because you and him are both like male sluts. It's true. So you'd have something to talk about. <laughs> if 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 we if uh and if, all three of us introducing my friend my friend Jean Luc. Yeah. Uh, then we would all go hang out on his boat, maybe invite that that celebrity I mentioned last week. Yeah. <laughs> Just really have have a, a UN do delegation like, of sluts. Yeah, you do like Pussy Posse 2.0. Mm-hmm. Get Leo up in there. Yep. Invite me. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> also, in front of the pod. We're all product posters. So that would that's like a that's a point of reference as well. Yeah. I went to like literally one Muay Thai match, so I also know about martial arts. Right. Well, and, you know, this is not the '90s anymore, right? We can have we can have a, a gender agnostic pussy posse. We can have a gender agnostic pussy posse. As, as, we, as, 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 as long as you love pussy and being in a posse, yeah, we can have a pussy posse. Yeah, yeah. It, it'll be like you know the L word was kind of a pussy posse, right? Like you, you know, I mean, honestly, most lesbian friend groups. Pussy posses. Oh yeah, lesbian friend. Let's well, actually, what lesbian friend groups are is they're all like um, the the friend group in Gossip Girl or the Straw Hats, as depicted by fan fiction, where everyone has had sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where the fuck were we in the episode? I don't know. You know, we had to do like the most important segment of the podcast, and I got a little bit distracted. Oh, here we are. Uh, Time flies when you're talking about pussy. Yeah, Nami's out. Yeah. Speaking of pussy, Nami's out. We've been so accidentally sexist to Emily Rudd on this podcast. I'm so. Oh my god, she's never gonna come on. Meanwhile, so she's gone, and Luffy is finally talking to Zoro. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is a scene that is very emotionally charged. Yeah. As Morgan said on the part of last podcast that I cut out to make bonus content. The girls that ship Luffy and Zoro, they really fucking won. They really <laughs> won. They are eating, dare I say. Mm. Because obviously they're never gonna they're never gonna make it official. Yeah. But even like in Netflix Netflix does uh like a promotional thing where Trixie and Katya, the drag queens, comment on new shows that are coming out. And they even commented on this. They were like, why the hell is he straddling him like that? <laughs> getting two inches away from his face. Mm-hmm. And it's true. Luffy gets very physical with Zoro to talk about how much he wants him to be alive, which mm. is definitely a directing choice. Yeah. And acting choice. And writing choice. So many people were involved in that. I think that's beautiful. This episode, maybe more than any of the others, was very hornily shot. Oh my god, this episode was hornily shot. Again, like, if I had there's, done... there's, so, there's so many like close-ups where there's focus on lips. Like yeah, there's, uh, what, there's so yeah. much shirtlessness. Like Yeah. Yeah. Um if I had done better research, I would have looked up who this was directed by and shot by, but I yeah. didn't. I didn't. This is a Lucy Goosey episode. I say as if every episode is not a Lucy Goosey episode. <laughs> this is a loose podcast. We're like, Although you, I, I, I will say that you have, in general, kept kept good notes. You know, you. you've you've been a, a good uh, 
a Goodwill Manager style uh, presence on here in terms of the organization aspect of it. Someone has to do it. This was so hornily shot, though. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, more so than the other episodes, which yeah. I guess is kind of like a welcome change from the uh, Fellowship of the Ring style of shooting. Mm-hmm. And the first couple episodes, like, I don't even know if we got that many, like, fucking fisheye lenses and Dutch angles in this one. Yeah, I don't, we I don't think so. Certainly is... we're getting shirtless Sanji. <laughs> and, and then Zoro's whole thing about how he's going to be the first mate and he's going to be so loyal is very erotically charged as well. That was, like, just to bait, like, the fan fiction. Community. It's for the Luffy Zoro girlies who, again, are winning. They well, are. Is there, is there a name for that ship? Is it like Zoro um, or Zufi? No, I think it's um, I think it's Zolu. I think it's Zolu. Okay. Or because it's Zolu, and then the people that ship Zoro and Sanji together, Zosan. Okay. And there is, there are ship names for all of those respective characters in Nami, and I don't remember them. Yeah. Because I'm a Nami lesbian truther. <laughs> Which, back in the day, that was a bit of a controversial opinion. But mm. now a Nami lesbian truther is just called a One Piece fan. Right. Everyone's, everyone has come to see what I would have known all along had I started this earlier. Mm-hmm. I have in my notes that, like, you know that one tweet about, like, it's always two dumbass girls telling each other exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That is Zoro and Luffy being captain and first mate of this goddamn ship. Mm-hmm. They are the two dumbass girls telling each other exactly. True. Got that in my notes. And then Sanji joins the crew. And mm-hmm. Luffy's reaction to San- Sanji joining the crew is so good. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was like a really, really a top moment of this, along with the dumbass Arlong introduction and Buggy coming back. Yeah. And then we get the Sanji Zeph goodbye scene. Got a little misty eyed on that. Yeah. It was it was nice. Yeah, it was a very sweet moment. Sanji says shit every single other word, which by the way is manga accurate. Okay. And they I mean in general the, the word shit is used a lot in this show. Sanji says Just in this episode. Sean Sanji says it a lot, but so does Zeph, so does Buggy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, shittiots. That, yeah. that was a very Marvel quip, shittiots. Well, for me, because, um, you know, people call uh, out here call a lot of the tourists shittiots, um, oh. it, it just made me think of if Sean Connery lived in Montauk. Sh- yeah, shittiots, Because <laughs> you two shittiots don't know what to do with. How's that? <laughs> are, are, we, are we turning into those uh, two stupid girls who just keep saying exactly? What are you turning into? <laughs> what are you turning into? We've been two stupid girls telling each other exactly for the past six years of our friendship. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, we should start a One Piece podcast. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yep. Hundo P. Yeah. Oh, we should we should all we should go hang out with Taz Skyler in the Hamptons. Exactly. exactly. Watch a fumble. <laughs> <laughs> we should form a pussy posse. <laughs> we should form a pussy posse on a yacht. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
I re- I really like the Sanji Zef goodbye. I thought it was nice. Yeah. I did do okay, so I did watch right before recording this, I did watch a side by side of the anime goodbye scene and the live action, yeah. just like Morgan did with the Zoro Mihawk duel, but my Zoro Mihawk mm-hmm. duel is Sanji joining the crew. Mm-hmm. And and the anime, do you know who else gets to say a really teary goodbye to Sanji? Is Patty, the other cook. Oh, yeah. But they were, I think they were really trying to keep that actor to under five this episode. Mm. Which I, I think they did him a disservice. I, I would have liked more Patty, honestly. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I do think that keeping the, keeping the goodbye to just Zeph yeah. and Sanji, like, especially because we don't know Patty so well in this. Oh, yeah. Cause they're cutting shit. So may as well. Yeah, like it just, that, that focus I think was too it is it is so funny though when you could tell a character i I could always tell because they will do some of the background extras up to look exactly like characters from the manga that don't have that much to do in the live action which is a really nice way to incorporate them without having to go down every single path the anime goes down and save time but you could always tell because they'll be just like like last episode we had um the random marine who was eating at Baradier who had a pink wig. Mm-hmm. You know his ass was doing some shit in the anime. You know? Mm-hmm. I I wish they would have more colorful wigs on like random extras. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like not just a patty or a lieutenant full body or whatever, but like just like a truly random extra they need to put in a wig. Especially scenes like uh Kuina's funeral. Mm-hmm. But Zoro's going to Kuina's funeral and he's the only one with green hair. Yeah. And the rest of the kids in the dojo have natural colored hair. It looks so off. Well, he's the one kid who got into like Green Day very early. Yeah. Well, yeah, Zoro is emo as another callback to an earlier episode of the pod. Zoro's yeah. emo. Oh my god, we have running jokes now. We have running jokes. Ugh, we're doing so good. Yeah, look at us. <laughs> doing so good uh and we're on my last note actually which is my man is back buggy's back he's with the crew baby he's mm-hmm. on the boat he's in it mm-hmm. always, uh, you know always it's, it's a surprising team up but you know uh, it's it's a team up that i am happy to see yeah it'll be um it'll be interesting to see because i know nami is going to be back yeah in the crew yes this this is no yes yeah but i don't know how she you know how that how it plays out yeah um, well they're gonna look for her they're gonna look for arlon right and um, I, I think there's two episodes left they're gonna find her pretty quickly yes. um yeah like oh, almost immediately like yes, I, <laughs> yes. Uh, she she will be in the other two episodes don't you worry right i didn't think they were gonna do like one side quest episode and then have her come back from the finale of the season I, that I, would be so bad <laughs> especially because like arlong is the big bad that they've been hyping up since uh the episode after the buggy fight mm-hmm. so you know i mean even, even the episode with the buggy fight because he comes in at the end no it's just... the episode after they comes in right he, i think i think in the buggy in the buggy fight episode, he comes in like at the very very end. Perhaps, um, perhaps. And like, 
you know, she's like, oh, who's this, who's this shark guy? Yeah. What's, what's his deal? And then that's just, that's it. That's all we know at the end of that episode, I think. Yeah. Then he's out. Then he's out. But we know, oh, he's scary. Scarier than Buggy, who, uh, Buggy's not scary. Buggy's friendly. <laughs> I don't think I'd call him either of those things, but. Um, he's, he, I don't know, he's pretty friendly. He's, he's a goofball. He's a goofball. Not, uh, not me baby girling Buggy the Cloud. <laughs> exactly. I don't, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if my phone just knows what episode of the podcast I'm on or, um, but I think. Or if the actual, like, buggy was, like, a really temporary fixation, and mm-hmm. now the girlies are, like, no, actually, Sanji's the hot one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm seeing a lot more Sanji thirst on my phone right now than buggy thirst. Interesting. When I was specifically looking it up for research purposes for this episode, of course. Right. But when I searched live-action One Piece, it was... It suggested to me Sanji. When I looked up what live action One Piece on TikTok, it suggested Sanji before it suggested Buggy, which shows to me, me that his character is taking off in the horny girl pool. Like, yeah, in, in no, the, I... uh, in the court of horn, horny online women. Right. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and maybe, maybe it's because, uh, the, the, the six people who are listening to this podcast was very influential in the TikTok algorithm. Who knows? Perhaps. Although we've barely, like, we haven't talked about Sanji. We talked about Sanji last episode. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I still think, I still wish they gave Sanji more to do. Like, he does stuff, like, obviously this is his episode, his background episode, but he really is going to be, like, a second-tier crew member along with Usopp while the OG trio really runs the final two episodes of this show. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, no, I, mean, I, I think that, that makes sense. In terms of like how how it's structured here, yeah, we'll see how it goes. In yeah, we'll see how it goes next season. Um, I I would like again more of the crew as like maybe like kind of a cohesive unit, but also like more uh, emphasis on the individuals of specifically Usopp and Sanji. Mm. But we're biased because I'm an Usopp and you're a Sanji, so. That's true. I mean, your your hair is even kind of generally shaped like his hair. Different, oh, yeah. Different, uh, you know, uses, uses braids, but like. No. He's got curls in the in the anime and manga, too. Okay. He, he's, he's got, um, he's got like a fro. He doesn't have the. Oh, he doesn't have like the, the dreads? He doesn't have the dreads. That's a live action choice, which I like. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it looks, it looks good. Yeah, makes makes him look like his dad who has dreads in the show in the anime and manga. <laughs> his, his dad Yasop, mm-hmm. who they give Yasop dreads in this as well, but not until the very end. He comes back at the very end and he's got he's got the dreads. Spoiler: This is another spoiler of the. Yeah, I mean that's I think it's a pretty minor spoiler. Like, it's an extremely minor spoiler. Yeah. Um for a oh. character that I think gets a line in the entire season. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk about the Marines this episode because the Marines shouldn't have been in this episode, but they still were for yeah. some goddamn reason. Yeah. Yeah, they were they were mostly useless in this episode. They but... were completely useless. The only it, thing that like was... 
it was um I don't know. It, it's it's all it's always uh nice to see Kobe. It's always nice to see Kobe. Yeah. yeah. He seems like a pleasant guy. He's a good kid. Um yeah. good he's doing his best. I don't think I need to see him in this episode though. Always good to see Garp. Yeah, what do they do in this episode? They just like kinda they do like a little check-in with Mihawk. Yeah. That's like, I don't listen to you. And Garb's like, well, actually, you're supposed to. And he's like, well. And then uh, Mia's like, I'm not doing it anyway. And then he gets, uh, he decides to like fuck up his own office. Mm-hmm. Very boring Marine plotline this episode. It gets better next episode. But yeah, Syrup Village and Baratier really don't need to have the Marines in it at all. Right. And they could have done that. They could have had the Marines at the beginning and then had them catch up with them in the end. Mm-hmm. That that would have been fine pacing-wise. I don't think we're forgetting. Right. Or maybe like they see him, they run into him once on the high seas, so we get the like Garp is Luffy's grandfather uh, right. beat, which we do need. Yeah. And actually, no, it was kind of good to have Helmeppo explain to Kobe who the warlords of the sea are. Yeah. Because I believe in the anime, what happens is uh, somebody has to explain to Luffy who the warlords of the sea are. <laughs> and even though Luffy is a dumbass girl going, exactly, mm-hmm. it's crazy that he wouldn't know who the warlords of the sea are, considering how much he loves pirates. Sure. But. Although the thing is, he also didn't know who any of the other famous pirates were. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, dude, when, when I, I forgot about this moment when when uh, <laughs> when when Buggy comes out of the bag and Luffy goes burpee. Oh, that was so funny. I love <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he delivered that line so perfectly because it's just like this. The the he genuinely forgot this man's name. Oh yeah. Like, it, this was not an insult. Me, like, Luffy, me and you are I'm a Luffy actually me and you are the same brother I'd be forgetting people's names <laughs> um, I remember oh, Sanji's name last week as you pointed out on the internet you called him Shinji it was very funny and I caught <laughs> that I caught that in editing and I was like should I do something should I cut this out like no this is like the funniest it's actually like the funniest mistake to me to call it Sanji okay. Shinji. Is, is, is there a character named Shinji on something? He's the Evangelion guy. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I knew there was a reason that name was like, in my brain somewhere. Right. Shinji is from Evangelion. It's funny because um, uh, Shinji's afraid of women. <laughs> His whole thing is that he's like afraid of women and afraid of female sexuality. And mm-hmm. Sanji's kind of the opposite. He's obsessed with women. Mm-hmm. Unlike Shinji, who is having, I don't want to say like women come on to him. Well, because Shinji's also kind of problematic. Anyway, uh, let's just say they have two very different relationships with female sexuality. Right. Which is one can't get it, and the other also can't get it, but is afraid of it. Right. Like we know which one of them will be in our pussy posse. Right, yeah, Shiji would never join a pussy posse. It's also no. 14. Uh, right. so he, would be he would not be invited. He's he can't join our pussy posse, right? You can't sit with him. Also, 
Well, Taz Skyler, the actor, is welcome to join the Pussy Posse. Saji character, absolutely fucking not. I could try out. He could be a probational member of the Pussy Posse, Saji the character. Especially because he can cook. That's true, actually. So can we, though. That's true, actually. We're confirmed. (laughs) We're both both Saji's. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. We're both, uh, we're both total Sanji. You know, here's the thing. You're only familiar with live action Sanji, mm-hmm. who has quite a bit more Riz than anime and manga Sanji. Gotcha. Quite a bit. So in my head, I'm like, no, I'm just inviting fucking Sanji into my pussy posse because he's gonna, he's gonna ruin it for the rest of us. Right. And I'm like, dude, it's the guy that's like, you know, what's gonna like- suit? You're Cooks like, no, he's got, you're he like, swim? he's a good member. Like, he's jacked. He's Yeah, he's jacked. He can swim. He can cook. Yeah. He, he, ma- he, he makes uh, very interesting tweets. He tweets well. Well, yeah. that's, but that's actor Taz. It's character yeah, Sanji. But I feel like Sa- Sanji's Twitter probably look very similar. Probably. A lot of people make fake, uh, like to make fake tweets for the One Piece characters. And let me tell you, I enjoy it every time. Yeah. Every right, time I enjoy it. out of time, though. Yeah, well, that's it. So I'll see you next week for yep. another episode with a guest this time. Um, and in this time, Sanji, Taz, hit us up. Join our pussy posse. Join the pussy posse, Taz. <laughs> Join our pussy posse. All right, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>